0: Hey, hey, welcome, welcome to, to the, the Texans take. take.
1: Okay, right. we're back. So We were we were rambling about um, sleeping. Time. Yes, I happen to be a night owl slash not morning person. Same. Yeah, I'm not um, same. But I was I was just saying I watched a uh, an interview. It was with Jeff Bezos and he was talking about productivity and how he starts his day. And he said, I do wake up early. I don't like it. Yeah, I wake up early and I'm not productive. He's no. like, I like to putter. He said, I like to putter for several hours. Mm-hmm. And then sometime between 10 and 11 o'clock, I become more productive than I was before. And that's, that's when I want my meetings to start.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. want
1: any meetings before 10 o'clock. I want no work before 10 o'clock. I want to be able to drink my coffee, putter, do things that I want to do to wake myself up. Yeah.
0: And then when I'm awake and I'm productive, that's when we continue. <laughs> yeah you know i'm 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 such a i'm such a a night owl like and it was honestly it was like a good and a really bad thing whenever we first started this podcast because some of our podcasts would go into like one or two like we wouldn't be like talking on air to like one or two in the morning but yeah. we would stay there talking not yeah, on air <laughs>
1: and, and it was a, a combination of that and w- we tend to like get on conversation topics between between takes and, mm-hmm. and on. And so those sometimes would last an hour. Yeah. Which, what, what y'all perceive as, you know, um, roughly a quick break. Yeah. Roughly bow, 30 bow, seconds. Bow. Sometimes took us an hour to an hour and a half
0: to get yeah. back on
1: topic. Yeah. We would just realize just that we've going. been talking and nothing was getting, Yeah, you know, we haven't done anything. Until. Yeah.
0: Like me and I, I've always hated like waking up in the morning and, increasingly, as I get older, the need to wake up earlier is just increasing with that. And I don't like that, but it's become kind of a reality for me just because, you know, like work, if I, if I had my way, I would get to work around, you know, 10 and then just sit there all day working until like, and the problem is, is that I've got a, I've got a bad work example because dad's always worked for himself. You know as long as as long as um you know I've known you know been conscious of the fact that Dad works, he's always worked for himself, and so you know he would wake up at like the the crack of noon <laughs> and then we would have supper around seven or eight o'clock and then <clears throat> we'd stay up watching a movie or something, obviously as kids would go to bed early um but mom and dad, or at least dad would stay up until like, 11 or 12, and then Dad would all, oftentimes have trouble sleeping, and so he'd stay up until 2 or 3 in the morning doing work.
1: Oh, oh that, that, that's bad.
0: Yeah, and then he'd wake up at, like, 10 or 11. Well, I mean, your grandfather wasn't the greatest as an
1: example for sleep either, so, I mean, no. I, it was kind of one of those things. He probably came by that pretty naturally.
0: Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. We're all night owls, which you know. stinks in this world when you were, And honestly, I, and see, I, that's what's been... I like the... I like to tell my wife this because she doesn't understand it, and I don't understand her as far as waking hours and sleeping hours because we both read the book um, Why, we, Why Sleep. we Sleep. I
1: did too, yeah.
0: And it's— I need to read it again it's because it's— a genetic thing. It's not something that you can go in there and change. It's something that your body can adapt to, but that doesn't mean that it's normal. There are actual, biological, genetic night owls and what do they call morning larks? morning larks so, yeah, yeah and then there's obviously people in between um but yeah so like i think pretty sure i don't know if there's a way to test this or not but i'm pretty sure that lions is at least as far as my dad my grandfather me my siblings blah blah blah, blah are involved we're night owls yeah that's just it <laughs> i think
1: the only person that i could classify i'm talking in in my family growing up that I could classify. Well, so dad dad was a morning lark. Dad could wake up at the crack of 5:30. <laughs> and and he was as awake as a human could just be. Yeah. You know, and he is as long as I've been around, I don't think I remember dad being a happy person mm-hmm. after about 9:30. Yeah. Dad was not no, 9:30 in the evening, my father shut down. Yeah. There was no it was, I'm going to bed. I'm going to leave you at the party. <laughs> it was... Um, Hope you like walking. Yeah. I mean, that was very much... um So, he's been old man status as long as I've been around, as far as that is concerned. Yeah. Um And... I have had jobs where I have had to wake up at 4 o'clock before, and yeah. it just... It does not suit me. It hurts I am, my soul. I'm not productive until about 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I can... I can manage productivity at 10. And so now, you know, in the job that I'm in now, we, we open at 10 yeah. for business. And so I, I get up around eight, I get to work at nine fifteen. I can drink my coffee, putter in the words of Jeff Bezos, yep. putter around at work. And then we open the doors at 10. And by that point, I'm usually ready to start the day. Yeah um so i mean but i also i do like to it's hard for me to make myself go to sleep before mm-hmm. like ten thirty.
0: yeah yeah oh i don't know if the listeners know this yet but i think one reason that we're talking about morning this that and the other is that we're actually podcasting in the morning this time
1: yeah that that is actually have we kind of ever
0: done a podcast in the morning before i don't think so I don't think we ever, 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 early afternoon. Ever have. We've
1: done an early afternoon. No, podcast. okay.
0: Technically, we have because some of them have gone past twelve midnight, <laughs> but that doesn't count. No, no. I'm no. talking about like the sun is up and the <laughs> beverage that you should be drinking is coffee. Yeah, and and that's
1: why when when, when you kind of posed, hey, maybe we should start doing some of these on the mornings. I was kind of like, it's
0: not a bad idea. You're like, it's sure, not yeah. a bad idea, but you know, Stuart, um... is everything okay at home? <laughs>
1: I mean, you know what I mean? Did you want to get out of the house that bad? I mean, mean, in all honesty,
0: like, just my schedule this week has just been absolutely hectic, and it's going to continue to be hectic until Sunday. Sunday, for me, will literally be like, you know, when God says day of rest, I will take that literally, you know? I mean, literally, as I can take that, I'm going to go to church, and that's it. You know, my wife (laughs) and I are probably (sighs) just going to be, after church, we'll probably be about as good as vegetables the rest of the day, you know? Want to eat something sure but we got to get up to do that eh, maybe let's just sit here you know <laughs> do, do you think
1: doordash will bring it in the house to me
0: i had not <laughs> thought about that do you think they'll feed us too <laughs> <laughs> ah, but no don't no, imagine honestly, that though oh, I mean, just, just take a
1: moment to imagine like you know how much the upcharge would be for bringing it in Dude. the house
0: Hey, they could make some
1: serious money they if they could. advertise like, that. They'd be do you like, you know how many lazy bring people in are food in this
0: country? And we'll feed
1: you. <laughs> it's like, Oh. With the amount of laziness <laughs> that's in this country, that would sell. Oh, that would sell. So that would sell. so sell. Uh, it'd the be door disgusting, is open, but I would, in. I mean, you know, take my money. <laughs> you know? It's like where you could leave a note. It's like the door is open or the combination is such yeah, and such. Just yeah. make yourself at home. You know? you, you, you'd,
0: you'd have to pay them extra just for the, you know, the PTSD of things that they would have to see oh, and be oh, around yeah. that early in the morning. It's like, no. I mean, like... Like, my, my house, generally, Fridays is our clean
1: day, because yeah. I'll get in there, and I'll clean the house. We'll work on on product for Dragon and Rose, and, and that's the day. If you come on any other day, you are likely to see, like, the travesty that happens when you have kids in the house. Yeah. And so... I, I, you know, I would definitely ask them to just blindfold themselves as they're walking through the door.
0: It'll be like a <laughs> horse with blinders, you know. Just like if the horse has blinders on, they literally don't care what's going on around them. They will walk, yeah. they will eat, they will, you know, gallop, whatever. They don't really care if there's nothing that's gonna scare them. And so if you have guests over and you just give them blindfolds, <laughs> it might work the same way. Everyone's using echolocation tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Marco don't spit your coffee out man (laughs) that would be awesome can you imagine a party like that i have new ideas now
1: oh gosh that'd be good oh my gosh imagine a party dude like that should legitimately be a thing at like a shower like a baby shower or something that that would be the game of a lifetime
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh jeez it's like Jeez.
1: in order to get the presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, water, brother! But anyway, on on the side of uh, yeah, we're up early doing doing a podcast. I decided that maybe whiskey wasn't that hour's choice beverage.
0: You know, um, according to why we sleep, morning is when you should drink alcohol. I know. <laughs> I mean, let's bring it back. If, if you uh, want it to wear off quicker, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in all, mean, fairness, in all fairness and seriousness, um, I
1: spent—I uh, don't know—I uh, think it was close to forty dollars. I'm not even kidding. It might have been like thirty-five after taxes. Um, and I did it on a whim, going, you know what? Just do it. Don't <sighs> think. Just do it. Click the button. And so I did. I bought it. And then I had to wait like a week and a half, and of course I'm I'm asking Allie all the time, like check the mail today, because she loves check the mail. That's like her niche. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing that she likes to do. So
0: she, she'll yeah, go I check the I like mail. Too.
1: And um, no, wait, did you check the mail today? She goes, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm waiting on something. So she'll go out and check it, and then she'll go back in. There's nothing in the mail.
0: Like, so like, well, my day is
1: ruined. <sighs> and so when it finally came, I was just like. <laughs> But what I bought was uh, John Wayne when he I didn't buy John Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Evil laugh now makes sense. Um... (laughs) Um... (laughs) But no, um, when John Wayne, which is a backjack production, was John Wayne's production company. And when they finished, when they wrapped up a movie, uh, John Wayne would give everybody in the cast and the crew and on on set um, a coffee cup with a gold handle. It would have the logo of the movie they made. I don't remember. I heard some variations where some of them like the top cast got ones with their names on it. Um, I'm not sure because the ones that I was able to look up, I wasn't able to find any with the names on it. But
0: if somebody had like an original one of those, I mean, I say original, like I don't, they probably made some sort of recreations of them. But I'm like, sure they have. If you had one that was like somebody, some other actor's name with a gold handle. On the mug from John Wayne.
1: That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Dude, that'd be like, that'd go for a lot. And so in, in this, John Wayne or, um, yeah, J- John Wayne Enterprises has released Gold Handle Coffee. Mm-hmm. When I saw that as an ad, like, I am sure John Wayne Enterprises has pegged me as the most, like, the most common person to buy something with the words John Wayne on it. It's horrible. I walked into a hat shop wanting to spend nothing one day and just because they
0: had a John Wayne edition hat, I left with it. For all of you uh, It was even a
1: little tight on my head. I just
0: bought it cuz <laughs> for all of you uh fine ladies and gentlemen working at working for the John Wayne Enterprises, uh if you show up with John Wayne merchandise at Briggs' door, don't don't call, don't say anything, just show up at the door with John Wayne merch you will you will get that vacation to the Bahamas. <laughs> you will. I mean, brig, Brig and Alyssa will be hurting, but they'll be enjoying it.
1: <laughs> so it's it's really bad because like when um I had I had a ton, and I am talking, as Emily would describe it, shrine level amount of John Wayne memorabilia. Yeah, that's actually um, true. I <laughs> I had a shrine level and one of my you know quote unquote favorite pieces was a hand sign sixteen by twenty of John Wayne walking with his mm-hmm. saddle in hand and Honda with the dog next to him. Yeah. Uh which has since then now burned up in a fire. Ah, uh, it's uh, with all my other John
0: Wayne. That is actually genuinely so, truly sad. So
1: now really I'm like starting from scratch. So when I see John Wayne stuff, it's just like cha-ching. Chink, 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 chink. <laughs> you know, it's 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 horrible it's it's a virus
0: <laughs> it is
1: but uh so when i saw it i just immediately was like you know what i hope i have this money in the account <laughs>
0: you know
1: it better be there <laughs> better be there because i need this coffee that's you know right, um, that's right and i've been i've been sipping on it because i don't oftentimes because i'm cheap i will <laughs> drink coffee at work
0: yeah, yeah. So that I can continue to pay for my John Wayne addictions. Oh, so, okay. You yeah. know, <laughs> you have to kind of balance that out. So I'll drink coffee at work. I can, I can see like these guys. They actually like somebody on there listens to this podcast and shows up to <laughs> your door like with John Wayne merch, like more John Wayne coffee or something, like like a like a, a reproduction gold. It's handle, like John uh, Wayne mug with your name on it, it and it's,
1: it's like a, a what was it? A Girl Scout cookies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Show yeah. up with John Wayne merch.
0: But no, no, I'm I'm serious. Like if if they came to your door, and had that, then, you know, you 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 would be signing that check, and you'd give them the money, and then they'd give you a call back. You know, they they might even drive back to you and say, <laughs> "When do you want to re-up, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Lentz? Your your um your check bounced, and Brig is like, "How high? Oh, oh, I see, um." <sighs> Will you take a left arm? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a white coffee mug. <laughs> uh,
1: so I bought it, and I've been I I've been drinking it like once a week. I'll, I'll like on Fridays. Yeah. Um. Because I drink coffee at work most of the time, and yeah. so <coughs> I bought I bought these two bags, and I yes, I only bought two bags, and it was like forty dollars. Yep. I'm not even joking. And they were the normal size bags. There was nothing jumbo or special about it. I just bought a medium roast and a dark roast. Yeah, this is actually the dark roast, and I, it is better than the medium. I was not this expecting very good. that. I did not expect that because after the f- when when Allie first made it, which I I told Stuart this earlier, um, she made it like we make the other coffee, which is like I think we have a Colombian blend and like a breakfast blend. It's usually three scoops. That's your yeah. That's your perfect saturation level. And um, she did the same thing with this coffee, which is stouter, hmm. and so it just tasted like I was legitimately just chomping on coffee grounds. Yeah, it was not. It was not. It's <laughs> not good at all. Jeez.
0: And and I was
1: just like, I spent so much money on this. That's we've got to get the mixture must be wrong. There's no way it's this bad. Yeah, they're not selling something this bad. I'm sorry. I just. This is like I think McDonald's has better coffee than this. Jeez, that's you
0: know that's pretty bad. And so
1: that's what I asked Ali. I said just tone it back. Put two scoops instead of three. Let's see because this seems to be like a much more powerful universe. And uh, she tried to him. That's that's what we have today. It's nice. amazing. Nice. Um, so gold handle coffee for the win. It is it good I will, stuff. I will probably be buying some more. Of <laughs> yeah. At least to keep it on hand for special occasions and stuff like that, because it is a really good I, I mean I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. I am, but yeah. you know.
0: It is it is good. I'm I'm enjoying it. Let's uh let's do a little taster on it. Let's, yeah. let's taste a little bit and we're actually sitting there. <laughs> I love there how right we now. both have
1: like non gold handle cups.
0: I should have got gold handle cups.
1: <sighs> now now is yours is yours like normal
0: coffee or did you have something in it? No, mine is normal coffee. I didn't, I, that's because I poured it and I wasn't. Yeah, thinking about you know that. that's okay. I'm I'm actually very flexible when it comes to coffee because normally I I like you know I like big bold explosive flavors and stuff, and so that is most certainly why I'm a coffee drinker, not a tea drinker, because um, I just most most teas to me they're just like it's tea. There's such a floral flavor. It's all in what you smell, and it's not really you know what you actually put in your mouth and um i i don't know to me it's like uh you know give me something a little bit more And that, that must be a cultural did, thing because it, it might be
1: my manager's indian uh-huh and yeah. he when he first started with us he was drinking tea all the time he, yeah. he had never had coffee what yeah, he was like, he's like, I, I never knew much about it, and I guess you know because he that's he moved crazy. from India to Canada, and he and and from Canada to here, yeah. And so he was just like, yeah, I've seen some of the Canadians; they don't they don't really drink coffee; they drink you know tea, and I I drink tea because it's that's the culture, okay. And so he had never had coffee, and I'm like, Sushant, no, 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 yeah, we, hey. we have
0: to, we need, a, and we need now, to, and now you up. So. I
1: haven't seen him make tea since I introduced him <laughs> to coffee. I'm <laughs> just saying you have joined the
0: dark side. <laughs> But no, honestly, like I like coffee and uh um I'll drink it pretty much anyway. There are ways that I prefer it. If it's cold, but, I like milk and stuff in it. If
1: it's warm, I generally yeah, like it. I black. mean like
0: I like a good cold brew. I like you know and I when I like drink good cold brew. When I drink cold brew, you know, just the straight coffee is great. Um uh, I like cold brew with uh heavy whipping cream. So my cream of choice, my my adulteration of choice is—that's
1: um, good. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Is, Thank you for saying it. Is heavy, heavy
0: whipping cream, um, and to Brig anything other than just straight black coffee is just sin. No, a no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> there, there is one exception. There is only one exception in which it can be. There, it's it's like you know your mild.
0: What is it a frappuccino? <laughs>
1: no, no. I was gonna say a touch of Bailey's in black coffee. Oh.
0: It's not a sin. Stop. Careful now. It's not a sin. So there are so many different variations to coffee, and honestly, I like pretty much all of them. I like my dark roast. And like regular coffee, I'll drink it with cream, without cream. That's fine with me. Either way, you know, um, obviously, if the roast is wrong or if it's, you know, a little too bitter or this, that, or the other or just like too light or if it's just straight up church coffee and it tastes like... Anyway, honestly, my, um, my
1: hatred for anything but black coffee I did to myself by accident, because mm-hmm. when I was a kid running around the dealership, I would get into the coffee yeah. and I would put I'd fill about half that cup up with sugar and then the rest of it with coffee. Yeah. And, you know, after you do that for a little while, then it just becomes nasty to you. Yeah, and that's yeah. why the thought of anything but coffee in coffee Well, bothers
0: me. What I would do is uh, mom didn't let us drink coffee until I was like 13 or so. It
1: sure stunted y'all's growth.
0: Oh, yeah. Sure. Which is sad (laughs) because as we got older, you know, my, my little sisters, they got coffee at like seven or eight, you know and mom clearly wasn't hurting anything yeah we were like you know gee mom standards and how they have fallen (laughs) uh with the the newest generation um but (laughs) you're just done after you after like when i was the
1: last kid
0: it no longer yeah when i was little mom would let us have you know coffee for real special occasions which in particular this one was like you know whenever i'd go to um um uh, the fresh market i'd like i like to go shopping with mom to like grocery stores and stuff you know it's just kind of fun and the fresh market was the best because they always had a little table with, you know, they'd have the coffee uh, dispenser and stuff, and they'd have like the turbinado or whatever it is, the, the the raw sugar there, and they'd have a little cream. And I just thought that was really cool. And they served little coffees in just the little the little itty bitty cups. <laughs> and so I was, you know, like the espresso up, size uh, cups. Yeah, yeah, and the little little paper ones. And okay. mom would always espresso. Yeah, sorry, I said it wrong. Mom would always go there and get a cup and I'd be like, you know, can I have some? Mom's like, sure. The special occasions. Yes. And so I'd always go with her because she would always get coffee. and Let me get some. And son, I put like, you know, half the cup of sugar. The yep. other, the other half was cream. And then what little left, what little room was left for, you know, was, was coffee. <laughs> but I always enjoyed that. And, you know, I, I, like, honestly, some of the best coffee that I've ever had in my life is when you, you know, need it most or when you desire it most or when you don't expect to get it at all. And that's yeah. like on a camping trip when you're in the middle of freaking nowhere and somebody has instant coffee that's actually decent and you know, you heat up some hot water, put it in there and you just drink it black. Son, that stuff is just like, oh, oh, this is good. I can die now. You know <laughs> Life is fulfilled. But you know, I like my dark roast. I like my regular dark roast with uh, drip coffee with uh, heavy whipping cream i like the frappuccinos on occasion um i like the cold brew i like the cold brew with the uh, um with a little heavy whipping cream uh yeah you know i like oh, i like to experiment coffees with a little alcohol so a, a real good you know whenever i guess it was a couple christmases ago anyway my cousin clayton was wanting some uh um some glasses. I think
1: that was last Christmas. Cause I remember this. Yeah.
0: He wanted some glasses for, mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. Cause he likes, he likes mixing drinks and stuff. And he wanted some, he wanted a hurricane glass. He wanted a Bailey's, not a Bailey's. He wanted a uh, Irish coffee glass. He wanted martini glasses. And I was like, well, gee whiz, you know, we can, we can do this. So I, I found for good prices, they're like no more than 20 bucks each, four packs of, Irish coffee glasses, martini glasses, and hurricane glasses. And they look really nice. I mean, like these Mm -hmm. are actually decent quality, you know, glass. Right. And, you know, so I spent no more than like, I I think I spent like maybe 80 bucks altogether on his, on his gifts. And Clayton was expecting like maybe one set of glasses. I was like, they all look nice. And they were for a good price. And Clayton was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. This is so cool. And so I was like, you know, you know what this means, right? And he's like, oh, trust me, I know what this means. And so uh, next morning I went it's over. It's like that
1: unspoken no one had to.
0: say. Yeah, it, yeah. Right? I was like, if I get you these glasses, that means that I will get something in return, you know, which that's not the way gifts are supposed to be, but you know what's happening. This yeah. is why it's always good to buy somebody somebody alcohol. You know, for a birthday or Christmas or something, because you know you're going to get some in return. It's like yep. this is how it works. Because alcohol is a very social drink. If you drink it by yourself and that's it, then you do have problems. That is just the way it works. But anyway, so Clayton was like, "Oh, I understand. What do you want?" And I was like, "How about we, how uh, about a little Irish coffee?" And he was like, "Oh, son, we're going to make some Irish coffee." And so I literally went over the next morning. It was uh, the day after Christmas, and my aunt made. Um, fonkuchen which is just amazing. It's basically crepe batter, but I was in about a pan. To say, say that again. It's what called Fonkuchen, which is German for pancake. And they literally they they literally use like a cast iron pan. I don't know
1: that I've ever used. They the use word a cast, cast iron skillet.
0: They put um crepe batter in there, and Tonta likes to put some apples. My aunt likes to put some apples and stuff in in there too, and some cinnamon. And then you you bake that, and it puffs up real big. And you pull it out of the oven, you know, and then you add, you know, lemons and powdered sugar. And then, son, you eat it, and it is incredible. Huh. And so she made that, and Clayton made Irish coffees and served it up in the the Irish coffee glasses that I got him. That was good. Oh, oh son, that was so good. I am. There is uh, something really special about having breakfast at, you know, a friend's house for Christmas or after Christmas. You know, because it's just like, I, I never have breakfast you know, we we always have breakfast at, at home, or you know, whatever, right. and that's really special. I like that because I don't have breakfast that often. But when you go in over to a friend's house to have breakfast and you're just chilling out, you don't have anywhere to be. You're just, you know, having a good morning. That is so refreshing because it's like this is time of day that I don't normally get to spend with friends, right? You know, and that, that's why it's kind of cool that we're actually doing this in the morning, right? Today, yeah, it's, because it's a, it's a new experience. It is. Sure. It is. And it's I, like, I'm I think not might... normally awake this early
1: it might be something that we can we can do
0: more often because it is i was worried that i'd just be a big pill because you know so early in the morning blah 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 blah. but honestly lucky for
1: you i usually set my uh like when i have meetings with my financial advisor mm -hmm. love him to death but he goes on and on and on our meetings tend to go 30 minutes over what he says yeah and so i like to get up and because that's when i do stuff for my our home business yeah I that is my day to be productive as much as I can because mm-hmm. I get orders throughout the week and I'm trying to fill them on Fridays. Yeah. And um because there's certain things that Allie can't do, there's certain things I can't do. So we work better just like she can do the things without me and I can do yeah. things without her. And then on Fridays, that's the day that we put all the energy together. Yeah. And so I'm use I usually set my appointments with Ian at um nine thirty. Yeah. And so when you said nine thirty, I was already, I was like, Well, I did it last week with Ian. I had my appointment. I was like, you know what? Boom, that works.
0: Sweet. So I picked right.
1: You you did. It was. It wasn't bad. But uh, we're gonna take a break right here, and we will be right back.
0: All right, we are back. We are indeed. So
1: today we are going over, and I thought, you know, we've done. We've done a couple like this before. I think the last one I did was, what does it mean to be a leader? Mm-hmm. And I think this kind of is kind of a sister to that. Yeah. Because you you have to have both sides of that coin. Sure. Uh, so today we're going over, what does it mean to be a servant? Because that is something that is highly used throughout the Bible. Oh, yeah. Old and New Testament. And as mm-hmm. we've said, you know. Oh, hundred times what we've said once is one, when something is repeated in the Bible, it's important. And I looked up the total amount of times that the word servant is used in the Bible, and it is over a thousand times.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Now that varies between um, between what's the word? Versions. KJV. I don't know why my brain just like pff, deleted versions. King James, from...
0: version, Nick King James Version, Nicky and James Version,
1: ESV. So between those versions, there is Gutenberg. different variances. And at first I was kind of puzzled because I saw one that said it was like you know, 400 times. And I was like, well, that's a lot different than... Yeah, a lot
0: different than
1: 1,000. Um. So where do we get this? And Stuart made a wonderful um, observation observation point. observation point to that. Is. You can see I haven't had enough coffee for this.
0: <laughs> I'm still drinking coffee. It's okay. It'll get better. It's coming. <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, whenever you look at that word servant in the Bible, different translations are going to translate it differently. Mm. And I think in the, N- in the KJV and possibly even the NKJV, a lot of times the word they use for servant is the same word that they use for slave. You know they'll be calling slaves servants and the other way around. They interchange it. Yeah, and a lot of times it can definitely be interchangeable. You know, but um, I think in the ESV, you know, there's a there's a couple places where I think as Paul is talking about, you know, uh, being God's slave, coming into you know uh, servitude with God as a slave and being a slave to God rather than the world. It's like, hey, you're gonna have to have a master everybody has a master and is your master going to be god or is it going to be the world because you want to be god slaves and not god slave and not the world slave now in the kjv and the n and the uh, nkjv i think they um would use you know be a servant of the world or a servant of god when if you look at the greek and hebrew and stuff it's like yeah slave is probably a better word
1: right do you happen to have um,
0: the KJV pulled up? I've got the NKJV. Uh,
1: okay, that that's good. Go to First Corinthians nine nineteen.
0: Okay, First Corinthians. One Corinthians one. <laughs> it sounds funny to say that. But I, I've actually said that before. On, on well, Facebook, when you right? read it, it's so yeah. It's like it's one Corinthians, you know. I think Donald Trump got a lot of flack for saying two Corinthians once, and was like, whoa, he doesn't even know how to say it. It's like, I'm not saying well, that he's a Christian or, you know, necessarily the best guy to be preaching or whatever, but in his defense.
1: He claims to be. And if he claims to be, it's only a recent thing. So right, I mean, right.
0: You know, for whatever it's worth, in his defense, lots of people have said two Corinthians, especially when you're reading it. Myself, uh, myself included. So. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's done that. Um, So anyway, I think that's kind of silly. But uh, you said 919. Yeah, 919. Okay, here we go. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. Oh, I've gone far past that. Just, you did, but it's okay. Just nineteen. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all.
1: I was wondering if that was different. That that is, uh, I because I what I have here is from the ESV, and it's uh, for though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. So I was wondering if that was a one of those ones where it was used just because I was pulling this from the ESV. Okay, uh, but it wasn't. I don't so, know, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think that's where the variance comes in. And I didn't I literally just looked this up less than 30 minutes ago. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was curious when I said I said something and it sparked a little curiosity in me. And so I looked it up. I didn't go deep enough to see if that's why. But that makes that's a good.
0: I, I don't know. Maybe I would, you know, maybe I don't know. It We're like not going to spend too much time. The difference between that.
1: four and a thousand was significant. Yeah. So I'll probably <laughs> yeah. look that up in the future yeah. here. But. You know, from a biblical standpoint, having a servant's heart. Now, yeah. Jesus himself more than once claimed to be a servant. Yeah, for and sure. See, that is, that is pretty big right there. But a couple of the verses that I pulled just as an observation from, you know, I think both of them are from Matthew, and the one in John is actually I believe red letters. So I believe that's Jesus mm-hmm. talking. Um, and I, I, I say I believe because my online Bible doesn't do red letters. <laughs> <So I was laughs> pretty sure when he said my father that that was probably Jesus. Yeah. But um, Matthew twenty three eleven is the greatest among you shall be your servant. Yeah. Now that right there, I kind of thought about the meekness factor that we talked about before like blessed are the meek type of thing Mm -hmm. that was kind of what prompted that i was like man that's that's powerful
0: well if you think about it it's even more powerful because this is this is jesus talking right um in matthew yes yeah jesus is saying that is let me let me let me see if maybe there's a little bit of context here um Uh, I probably should have gone past Do not call call anyone on earth your father for one is your father he who is in heaven do not call uh, and do not be called teachers for one is your teacher the Christ but he who is greatest among you uh, among you shall be your servant and whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted Um, and so this is this is Jesus talking and he is God. Right. And so because he is God, you know, he's practicing what he preaches because he he was a servant to men. I mean, if you think about it, if I was God, I'd be asking people I'd be asking a lot more of people, you know, I wouldn't be just like, you know, um Uh, Just talking to the average masses, I'd be kind of like, hey, where's where's my castle? I could really use a cool castle over here. You know, let's go stay in a nicer hotel over here. You know, Uh, a donkey. You kidding me? How about a Rolls Royce? Come on, let's go. (laughs) You know, Um, but Jesus is the picture of humility and he is God, (laughs) you know, the one who deserves to not be humble is humble. And so he's practicing what he's preaching here, because what he says to what he says to us is, "He who is greatest, Jesus, right, himself, he who is greatest among you shall be your servant." And Jesus was being a servant to us, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, and
1: that's kind of that, that kind of continues like as uh, the next one, because I when I saw that passage i was like i have basically heard this before and we literally just got done talking about this before we started yeah is you have those like two different points in the bible where the same thing is said a little differently and it makes it just all that more powerful and the other one is john twelve twenty six, which is if anyone serves me he must follow me and where i am there will be there my servant will be also if anyone serves me, the father will honor him. I am reading this from like a long ways away and I do not have the font.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> need you, need you get you the old man font. I I know it's horrible. 72 baby.
1: <laughs> you know, what's really funny is when I do like when I was doing uh Speeches, or if I did anything, yeah. it looked ridiculous because I would go to like 18 font on everything. Oh, any so any, that I could look down anytime
0: I put together something that I have to read in front of people, like lots of people, like right here, you know, just regular font is fine, you know. But if I'm talking in front of somebody or have to give a speech or something, all the words have to be absolutely huge and they all have to be big, bold print because yep. if I lose my place, then I, it's so hard to get back it's i think like, the first time i did it was like 18 um,
1: fonts yeah and it yeah. was literally because i was looking at it from here and my eyes have gotten a little bit better over the years oddly enough but when i was looking at it from here you know you don't want to like look at it close to your face when you're yeah. when you're speaking and so uh i i had it on like 18 fonts so i could actually look down and you know actually see, see, see the fr- see the see fr- biggie fr- from a, a,
0: a realistic <laughs> distance instead of like having a nose to the book.
1: So it ended up, you know, ended up being like eight pages. Because it was all, <laughs> you know, a uh, very big font, but that right there just kind of counters exactly what was said in Matthew.
0: Yeah, that's, I- that's, absolutely.
1: You know, and this is something, and this is really, this is why, and we will continue. Cause I know Allie wants to get involved on this one. Cause she has, a lot more experience, <clears throat> like with her family and stuff, than I do. Um, but I don't know how this came to be. I just was scrolling. Probably, I think it was TikTok, which has now become like a horrible thing in my life. <laughs> yeah, I told you
0: about that. <laughs> Every time it's... Briggs sends me a TikTok, I'm like, there, there it is. I I don't it's... use it. I I do watch TikToks, but they're just the 50 of them that Briggs sends to me daily. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not as bad as i used to be that's true you're not i'm just pushing you
1: i do but uh ahead. i i do i do sometimes i get a little excited yeah, and i yeah, yeah. oh yeah Stuart will love this this is funny I, honestly the and ones that he sends me are pretty good after like the third one i'm like oh you know what i'll just save that and then send it to him at
0: another time yeah the so thing i've
1: i've you know saturated
0: the content the at this funny point. thing is, is if i get any if i get like three phone notifications within like an hour then my wife was like who's blowing up your phone someone's blowing up your phone and i'm like no i mean those could just be my phone notifying me about things other than messages and stuff you know but if, if i get like and i'm exaggerating there but if i get like three texts you know bing and then like a minute later bing you know she's like so who's blowing up your phone and i'm like just chill out you know <laughs> and so sometimes briggle send me a couple of different you know um TikTok and meanwhile on the other side of the line <laughs> yeah 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 and so briggs over there austin oh, i love this and my wife's over there who's blowing up your phone
1: <laughs> so, geez what's what's? i have an iphone what's really funny about the iphone and i've never turned it off because sometimes it can be a very useful feature but mm-hmm. if i don't look at a text when it gets in it repings it in one minute really yeah so if i don't look at a text oh i hate that <laughs> well because sometimes i'll i'll like graze one but i didn't read all of it mm-hmm. and I'll, okay i'll read that in just a second and then oh, and then like I, two hours
0: later you're like
1: yeah so sometimes that re in like five minutes or whenever i don't okay, remember the timeline I I sometimes because it may be a situation where i'm working a deal and i can't
0: mm-hmm. at that
1: very moment respond yeah and so when it re-pings i have a moment to respond and i can actually just so i've never turned it off or tried to because most of the time i just look at it when it shows up but on the occasional time, like if it was important, that reping, you know, is not. No, that
0: that that makes sense. Uh, is is
1: not a bad thing. Yeah. What's really bad is when you don't do. And this is the only time that it's gotten aggravating for me. Mm-hmm. Is it'll, I'll get a text, I won't open it, and then the, it'll reping, and then the person will send another one, that I also haven't looked at. It'll reping. And so when you're sending me multiple messages, it's just re-pinging ha, each ha. one of the messages. Ping,
0: ping, ping, and ping. So Yeah, yeah. So it's like,
1: yeah, exactly that. And Alyssa did that to me the other day. And it was just <laughs> like re-ping, ping, ping, And it was only four messages, but I got like nine notifications, you know? It's like, what the heck is going on? Um, it's always
0: bad when you have your notifications like on and you're like, somebody adds you to some group messaging, whatever. And they just start like literally blowing up your phone. I was in class when that happened. Oh and my phone literally it was like ding 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 ding. It's 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 like when you have no service and, and then you, you get it you back get into Wi Fi or something and your phone's just like bring bring ring ding It's just like <laughs> you know. But anyway, yeah. where were we? Servitude. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> servitude. Back to that. Talking about service, what is your phone service? <laughs> <laughs> Having a servant's heart is like being with Cricket or Pure Talk <laughs> or Verizon. <laughs> uh, uh, That's right. Uh, but what I
1: was saying, now that we're back off that rabbit trail, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get down another one. Don't worry. Um, is I, I and I, I don't know how I've never seen this guy. Uh, and everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of Joel Osteen. Uh, and Love that's, that. that's, I- I'm not either. But what I realized over the last couple of days, I'm also not a big fan. And I've, I've been very against this one for years, mm-hmm. but Kenneth Copeland. Okay. Yeah. That man, there's something demonic about that man. Um, to the point where it's, it's almost scary watching videos of him. Yeah. And I don't like that feeling. So I try to avoid them. Those two I knew about, and I just, you know, countered them as both, you know, um, wolves in sheep's clothing. You know, they are not servants. They are, you know, they're out for themselves. Yeah. But one that I found, and I don't know, Alyssa was like, you've never heard of him? How have you never heard of him? You know so many of these. And I'm like, I don't know. But I was... I was watching this video and mind you no context there was it was a TikTok video there was no name of this guy all I saw was this guy up here and he has this aristocratic almost mm-hmm. southern Georgia voice.
0: Okay, I know what you're talking about.
1: And it's not aristocratic. It's not it's almost. It's not like uh you know that high South Carolinian voice. This is like it's different. Okay. And so he gets on and I'm just laughing at his voice at this point. I'm just watching it. And he's talking about, I got me some of that Louis Vuitton, you know, and, and, and this and that. And I went in and I got this and I bought that and people should buy this and do this. Cause this is, and then he said something about, and God's given me all of this. And I'm going,
0: what? <laughs> I'm like, okay,
1: who is this guy? And from the other room, Alyssa goes, that's Jesse DePlantis. I I know him by his voice huh and i said oh, who is this man and she goes he's probably one of the leading prosperity preachers alive
0: jeez
1: and you know like her family unfortunately falls into this trap of Send these people money, and God will bless you.
0: Oh, no. And so they
1: pay most of their money every month to these, to Kenneth Copeland and Jesse DePlantis, which is how Alyssa knew who he was by his voice, because yeah, it just... Yeah, they're
0: going to be walking in with that fine Rolex. Jesus loves <laughs> you. <if> you got <laughs> you a Rolex yes, like this that. one. That
1: is exactly how he was acting. And at first, I thought he was just some kind of, you know, I thought it was just a speech. I didn't know this was a church service. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. You know what I mean? Like it Boy. was, it was really, really horrible. And yeah. when <clears throat> when I found out, I just felt like disgusted. I was like, "Wow!" And then, unfortunately, now because I watched that video, now they're popping up all the time. Oh no! Like, you know, so I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm seeing him everywhere, and I'm like, I've never seen him before, ever. Yeah, I didn't even know this man existed. But that got me thinking. That is a very big difference of how you can tell a servant from that, whatever that is. For sure. You know, and because he never once mentioned Christ in any of this, there was never humility. It was always what I got, what I got, what I got. And he
0: just happened to mention God's given me all of it. Yeah. Which is terrible because the fact of the matter is that is actually one of God's blessings to his servants is sometimes God will bless them with wealth, like worldly wealth. You know, obviously they're getting lots of spiritual wealth, but he'll bless them with worldly wealth. And you can see that with like Abraham. You can see that even yeah. with Job. You know, you can see that with a lot of the. Uh, the Robinsons? The Robertsons. Yes, for sure. I was actually just thinking of that because. Those are the humblest people you'll ever see, unless it's talking about food. If it's talking about food, they're not humble people, you know. <laughs> I, I was I was listening to that episode of uh, um, Unashamed, and Jay starts talking about, um, you know, we do not compliment bad food, and I was kind of thinking, son. I mean, you know, everyone, even if it's no, somebody, I imagine
1: they all can cook really well. Oh, so, you I bet know. you
0: they can cook, 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 and it will be amazing but you know like me i I heard that because he was like we do not compliment bad food and i was thinking like oh boy that's that's pretty you know you need to you need to have humility. but if you look at every other area of their lives they're the humblest people and um and you know sometimes sometimes god will bless you richly through that you know and when you see oftentimes what it looks like is god gives you a lot of wealth mm-hmm. a lot of material wealth you know good money good food nice clothes you know whatever um
1: yeah i'm not saying and it doesn't have somebody
0: with a servant's heart oftentimes it's like you know well if you have this much money then who you know how can you say that you have a servant's heart what differentiates you from like you know, um uh, one of these prosperity gospel preachers, you know, and the difference is when you see that much money coming in, where do you see it going out? Right. And with the Robertson family, you know, you see a lot of money going out to preaching the gospel, mm-hmm. supporting missionaries and blessing people who are around them, you know, and that's really what, you know, that that's a servant's heart, and you can still see, you know, when you have somebody who's wealthy, but they're doing all these things for you. You know, they're gifting. You know, when God gives abundantly, and you gift abundantly, that is wonderful. That's telling me that God made somebody a good, um, you know, God bless somebody mm-hmm. with the ability to spend wisely and bless, blessfully. I uh, just made up a word. Um, That was good. It was good. And and they use that to bless the people around them. You know, it's like when the tide comes in and all ships rise. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I personally believe, you know, um, that the first people that need to be considered whenever God blesses you financially or with the ability to use finances should be your immediate family you know Mm -hmm. if your family is suffering Mm -hmm. or if your family is without food or whatever um and you know you're 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 like spending all your money on this that and the other there's the there's the difference between whether they deserve it or not but if you know if they're you know good people in your family is suffering because you know you're um you know you have a lot and they don't and you never consider them Honestly, I don't really care for that because, you know, God's like, you know, if you if you don't look after your own family, your own kin, then you're worse than an unbeliever. Um, And that's true. That'd be like if God was looking after everybody else on this planet, but not caring a bit about his people. Mm -hmm. You know, that'd be terrible. And you do see that with the Robertson family. You know, when the when the tide comes in, all ships rises. You see all the Robertson family. They're all doing really well together. You know, when 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 somebody is successful, they share that with the rest of their family, and God gives them so abundantly that they can share that with the rest of the world also, mm-hmm. and they don't make it about themselves. And I just think that that's really good. Yeah, it's it's, it's know, uplifting. It's very uplifting. You know? <clears throat> you know,
1: and that's and that's what I that's why I said I really didn't think that was a sermon until I like got context a little further, and then from the other room, you know, I heard that's Jesse DePlantis, and I'm going. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So what's what supposed is to that? Mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that exactly? Yeah. What is this thing what, what, I am what, looking at? What
0: is a deplantis? <laughs> and he
1: looks like. I'll, I, let me pull up a picture. Sounds because... like
0: I'm going to deplant this tree right here. That's what it sounds um, like. Um,
1: let's see if I can quick around my coffee. Oh, I was waiting for him to be the first one. I oh, we're the... the... still the... the... oh, there. He is. Oh, okay that is jesse de plantis okay and i don't know i don't know where their church is
0: honestly honestly i I, I, I don't know why but he looks like a prosperity gospel guy he does you know he's your classic
1: prosperity you know and then you have
0: looking guy i don't i don't know why have you ever but...
1: seen you've seen a picture of kenneth copeland right i'm sure i have yeah i mean he's a demonic looking man
0: that one. yes <laughs> i have seen his picture before he looks like the villain in uh looks like the villain in the lord of the rings
1: yeah i mean like this right there yeah like that from the pulpit yeah you know that is that is the kind of the kind of thing i don't know what that even is i'm pretty sure it's not human yeah but that's that's the that's what I was watching was i had already I'd already found out I don't like Kenneth Copeland and he's not a servant. No. You know, he serves himself and his Self-server, own purposes. Yeah. Um and, and that just sparked that thought of me. I was like, what does it mean to be a servant? Because we can. We can claim that all we want, but what is what does that look like? Yeah. You know, um, because
0: I I can say I'm
1: a good person. I can say I'm a Christian, but is the fruit there?
0: Yeah. The first thing that I would say as far as being a servant is, you know, um, what is a servant but somebody who serves? OK. And if you're a Christian and you're not a servant to God, then, you know, you really need to reconsider your you know, choices, your values, life, your values. Yeah, your priorities. You know. Um, But every once in a while you meet somebody who has what we call in the Christian world, a servant's heart. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who are very much so Christians. They're good people, but obviously servitude was not one of the gifts that God gave them. Right. Um, And, you know, that's okay. You know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. There are some people who are much more servants than others. And when I think and you of, may
1: have qualities that other Christians do not have. exactly. That's exactly. where that body of Christ really comes in, you know, is we don't all have to be and have the same gifts. I mean, yeah. look at the apostles. None sure. of them had all of the same all the gifts. same
0: gifts. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. That's
1: what made it so important that, you know, you know, Paul Preached to the people he was preaching to, and Mm -hmm. Peter preached to the people he was preaching to. That's what made that important, yeah, is because they both had different gifts that resonated with different groups of people, yeah, and that just made sense. Paul came from this, you know, persecuting Christians background, and his job was to go to the Gentiles, his people, the people who he has been around, yeah, that were not, you know, part of the faith. And then Peter, who was already more straight-lined with that, he was To preach to the people who were in the faith, so we're going to take a break right here. And when we go back, we are going to start talking about imitating Christ. All right, we are back. So we have had uh, quote unquote a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. So we are uh, we're actually transferring to a. uh, portable device instead of our setup to uh, finish the podcast, so we apologize if it sounds yeah.
0: If sounds pretty, a little different, that's the reason. Um, going back to I'm trying. To, now I'm just trying to re- back read to that. the way that we originally were. Yeah, this is we used this to is, just so set um, up the phone and do the podcast and do it from there until we got all this nice fancy sound equipment, but. Yeah, which I website. have to say,
1: that definitely you can you can listen to some of our earlier episodes, and you can actually hear the difference. Yeah, yeah you can hear the difference. Yeah, it's uh, it was really nice when we got all this. So we're just going back to the beginning.
0: That's right. That's right. No problem. Mm-hmm. So let me Push Um. So, uh, I'm actually blah, blah, gonna but. pull. I'm gonna pull up my stuff right here. There you go. But what we were talking about next is uh, how how to be imitating Christ in all ways in our daily life. Um, and can you scoot your computer? Yeah, just give it up. No,
1: you can just just pull it back just a little bit. There you like, go. So I can. So I can have. We're gonna play Battleship.
0: We'll That's play. right. <laughs> Uh D seven. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, just, I'm sure there is a battleship that you can play like that online. Probably. Um with the tech of this world. I just enjoyed Battleship. I forgot how fun Battleship was, and I, I bought it um to play with Lila because she's never played it. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, I forgot how how actually fun this was. Yeah. So let's see if I can pull up my goodies so you can continue while I'm doing yeah this sure
0: just so moment. um Jesus was indeed a servant and we can see that in a lot of different aspects of what he did you know when you think about a servant and a servant's heart and all that um what is being a servant it's really giving yourself to others um it's about not looking at yourself as much it's it's about let's see what, what what's the quote it's um not thinking less of your not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And there's a lot of people that are better than that than others. Um and you know, Jesus is the perfect picture of servitude and humility. Um and you know you see that in so many different ways. And first off, he is God, and so the fact that he's even down here, you know, grubbing with us little, you know, puny little human beings and stuff is crazy anyway. Honestly, that that's one of the things that... That's one of the things that separates Christianity so much from pretty much every other religion is the fact that our God wants to have an intimate relationship with us. And you know, wants to bring us to that. Because it's like, most religions are like, it's always about something that you have to do. It's something that you have to provide. It's something that you have to show. You know, some battle you have to die fighting um, in order to gain something. And with God, it's just like, you know, um, just follow me and serve me and we'll be good. And I want to have a relationship with you. And, you know, everything, everything about the Christian faith, every everything that makes Christians who they are, literally makes you a better person mm-hmm. and makes your life better and worth more worth living. And so um, as far as servitude goes, God is constantly giving and giving and giving and giving to his people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only, only thing he asks in return is just following his laws, which all of his laws are good for us. Like, if if we follow his laws perfectly, then we would not need any government. We could actually exist without a government. And the only reason we have to exist with a government is because we're really terrible people and we cannot follow God's laws. Um, and so uh, that's why some form of government is necessary because we never... We can't follow God's laws. We're just so bad at it, right. you know. Um, and so there has to be some sort of human accountability. Uh, and I mean,
1: just just to give a great—I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you get just people. to give a great example of that is Moses had not even come off of the hill. Yeah,
0: you know, when we were already building idols. You yeah, know, this is, Yeah, is so bad. God's up, you know. God's up there showing Moses, you know. How I want you to serve me, and how it's going to be great for you people, and it's going to be wonderful, and promised land, and all that jazz. And then, you know, near the end of it, you know, God's like, oh, by the way, do you know what your people are doing right now? Yeah, and just so you know. I'm Moses preparing. is like, you know, peeking over the mountain, and like, <laughs> you know, golden calf and all that. And it's like, oh, you people are driving me nuts. You know, that's why he comes down so freaking mad, breaks the breaks the tablets which is very symbolic whether he intended it to be or not but it's very symbolic of you know the the you know our relationship with God because we keep breaking God's tablets we keep mm-hmm. breaking the law um and yeah, the law was broke before it was given yeah you know? yeah and that's
1: the that's the thing you know we we that's where those, you know, there is no one good, not even one, you know. For sure. Because it's impossible since the garden for us to actually claim that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: That's why I hate the term good Christian. Yeah, it it is a counterproductive term. I don't hate the term, but I, I see where you're coming from. You know, it's yeah. it, it's it's used, you know, we we accept the use of it because it's like, oh, you know, he's a good Christian guy, you know, this or that. Yeah, but but when you really put those two words into context,
0: you know it's like it's, it's there like is not there is no, there is no good we Christians. We know that there's no good Christians because we're the ones we're the ones that are saying there's no good people. Christians are part of the group of no yeah, good people. Uh, <laughs> you know. Christians
1: are people. <laughs> that's
0: right. We do happen <laughs> to be.
1: You know, but uh, and and that's where that, you know, imitating Christ comes in.
0: Yeah. And so how you know, let's just talk about some different ways that we can imitate Christ in our life as far as well Imitating Christ in general. Um, Having a servant's heart. So, again, thinking about... Not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Right. Um, And for me, I think what that means in, in my life is... When I have a friend who is in need... And they ask for help... Then I try to give them my time. Which, it does actually become more difficult to do that whenever you get married because then (laughs) your wife is the focal point of your life this is true you know um aside from god obviously because if you know god is the focal point of your life but when your wife steps in she becomes your new priority Mm -hmm. you know and you have to you have to take care of your wife before you can take care of anybody else and that's god ordained we're supposed to do that you know and so it does become a little bit harder, and you have to become what well, you just have to become more wise, right? You know, and how to how discerning, to, discerning. That's right, because you have to be able to, um, you know, well, what obviously when you marry, you become one flesh and all that, and so you and your wife, you know, are one. You're still individuals, that's for sure, right. and you know, it's like you know, okay. what's mine is yours, and what yours is mine, but don't you touch my, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, that's mine, you know, this is my food, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, like Julianna and I would play with each other with that, because we'd, we'd get something to eat, and you know, she'd start eating off of my plate, and I'm just kind of like, now wait a minute, hold on here, that's mine, like, we're married, what's yours is mine, and mine are yours? And I'm like, yeah, but that's mine. <laughs> you know, uh, and obviously, we're just in jest about all that jazz, but I get, what my point is, is that when you become married, your wife is your, primary focal point aside from god and so it becomes a little bit harder to serve others and that's one reason why you have to be really careful with um who you marry because um you know she's going to be doing all your acts of service with you and if she's not then you're not on the same page and mm-hmm. it, anyway it's just something to think about um but i like to i like to help a brother or sister in need and so when somebody, you know, calls and says, "I need help with this," obviously I can't anymore. Just say, "Yeah, I can do that." Let me drop everything. Yeah, I can't just drop everything because I have to consider my wife. But um, that's one thing that you know, you you single Pringles out there can really work on is and utilize
1: why you're single and be able utilize, to utilize that to your strength.
0: There are blessings to being single and we've talked about that before it's actually something that um uh we've we've got some some friends in uh georgia that have some uh peculiar views about all things relating to christianity <laughs> and stuff like that um and i'm, I'm not going to name any or anything like that but they are really good people i love them so much they're awesome they're the body of christ um they just have some different views about certain things um but I was actually over there visiting and there was kind of... We did a little home church and, um, you know, their dad was, you know, you know preaching a little, a little sermon and it was... It's something that actually... Stood out. I'm talking about it now because it meant so much right. to me then. But he was saying, you know, marriage is a good thing. It really is. But if you're not married... If there's nobody that's particularly drawing your attention right now, you need to remember that this is this is a blessing from God to not be married it is it's a blessing to be married, but it's also a blessing to not be married because you can devote your time to service right
1: you which know? is i mean in in that same alleyway, that is one of the things that Paul states, you yeah. Know? yeah, he didn't get married, and he makes it pretty abundantly clear that the reason is is his focus is now what God has given him. Exactly. And he took that from, you know, years of persecuting Christians, mm-hmm. and now because God did give him this quote-unquote second chance, yeah, he's going to use that second chance to the best of his abilities. And though marriage is not a bad thing, and he makes it very clear, you want to get married, get married, that's not for me. Because it, he knew that that was going to get in the way of him being able to serve God's people to the exactly. fullest. Exactly.
0: And so anyway, this little church service, one of the things they was saying is, you know, when you're married, I mean, when you're married, your new priority is your wife. And you have to consider her in every, everything that you do. Everything that you do. So when you're single, use that time to not only better yourself, but better the people around you. Help mm-hmm. people. If somebody asks for help, help them. You know, if you have a brother who is in need... Help them. Mm-hmm. You know you're single, so you've got a lot more money to spend on yourself and others. Uh, you don't have to worry about you know your future family and stuff like that. And so you know you can help financially. You can you know um, go go help a brother in need. You can be with somebody a lot more and give them a lot more of your time. Because a lot of the issues that a lot of the issues that people have are whatever's going on in their life they can't spend enough time actually, you know, for their mental, you know, they, they can't spend enough enough time working on their mentality. And, um, you know, they could just get bogged down with work and this and that. They don't have time for anything, and so they're just mentally unstable because they're just drawn so thin, and, or they don't have somebody to confide in. They don't have somebody to talk to. And so they're just really lonely in that sense, where maybe there's something that they really need to talk about, but they can't, because there's nobody that they trust well enough, or they just don't have time to talk about it and fix. And so when you're single, you have more time to do that with somebody. You can give somebody your time. You can go help them fix their car and just talk to them about, you know, be open about the things that is going on in their life. You know, it's, it's hard to deal with somebody else's sin When you don't have time to talk to them, you know, it's it's hard to be like, you know, um, let me help you with your sin, but I don't have any time to give you to help with it. So you're actually on your own. I'm going to give you some advice, but you'll be on your own. You know, Jesus did not do that with us. And sin is the thing that Jesus was down here to help us with, right? You know? Um, And so, uh, you know, Jesus was never married on this earth. You know, he is actually married to all Christians in the big scheme of things. That's why, you know, whenever he started his ministry, um, you know, uh, a marriage is one of the, is the first place that he did his, you know, kind of first big miracle. Um, when he was doing miracles yet. Yeah, and then, and then in Revelations, you know, it talks about, you know, Christ is the groom and, and the church is the bride. And so, there is a heavenly marriage um and it is that relationship that we're talking about but as far as humanly goes as far as when Christ was 100% human on this planet there's nobody that he was that he was married to or had marital relations with um because that was not his goal down here his goal down here was to you know be a servant and die you know and that's that's something that um you know that's something that you have to consider whenever you marry is you can't just go run off and die. You have right. you have a wife to take care of, you have a family to take care of. And so, you know, um you can be in the military, you can do that for sure. Um but that puts a lot of strain on you because if you die, is your wife taken care of? And you're being always in the line of service you know, always in the line of battle maybe, you've got a wife to take care of, and so that's why um that's why it's just something that's not for everybody because if you run off and die then you've got your wife still, you know, sitting sitting there with nobody to take care of her. Right. Um and so when Jesus was down here, if he had if he had like a a, a woman that he he had, you know, marital relations with do you think he'd be able to spend any time <laughs> with the rest of the world? I mean he is God, yeah, but anyway, you know what I'm talking about he was he was he was confined to human you know human time and stuff like right. that and so anyway um that's that's not something that you know our relationship with God is spiritual, and right. so there is a spiritual matrimony that goes on and so Christ came down here to die. And that is being a servant um, because, you know, he didn't... He didn't... uh, He didn't have a woman or some other priority that he had to take care of. Right. He could just come down here and actually, you know, live to die for us. You know, it's hard to do that when you're married. Um, And I would say that it's almost... Not impossible, but you really shouldn't do that because it's hard to make it the focus. Yeah. Because your focus you know, should if be. If you're ultimate. about to go die then you don't have any business getting married. Yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. Um, and in time of war that's one thing. But you know, it's it's not good to do that. And so if you're single, you have time that you can spend being a servant. And it's easier to be a servant, honestly. And if you have a servant's heart, if you're like a missionary and you want to go out and serve and spread the gospel and all that jazz, you really need to be careful about who you marry because if they're not on the same page, mm-hmm. uh, then that's going to be a problem. It's hard to serve other people when you have a wife that doesn't want to do that or if that's not her calling. And so then you're going to have problems because then you're always away and then she's always by herself and it's just you know something to consider. Um, and so, as far as imitating Christ goes, you single Pringles out there. There's a lot more that you can do when you're single, mm-hmm. um, and do more
1: efficiently. Efficiently, efficiently,
0: yeah. And that's like that's that's like really good advice for your everyday single who you know doesn't have huge things going on right. or you know big organizations to you know, to, to give their lives to, you know, maybe, maybe it's just like something that you can do in service is to just spend time with somebody, you know, that is so meaningful. You don't know how meaningful it is when you just spend your time with somebody and, um, you know, be a servant in that sense, give your time. Um, and so anyway, that's, that's something else to consider. And Yeah.
1: We're gonna take a break right here and we'll be right back.
0: All right, we are back. Yes, indeed. So let's read over some of these verses that we've got here. Um that talks about servitude. This is you know, when when Brig mentioned earlier that um there's like a thousand different uses of servant um in the Bible. As far as words go, uh, that tells me that this little list that we have here this could one. be 100 times longer. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It could be well, then, more than eight, more than 100 eight, times nine, longer. If you,
1: if you count the previous one. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So literally 100 times longer. There you go. But anyway... Um, but yeah, let's let's read some of these. Uh this is uh, John 12:26. It says if anyone serves me, obviously Jesus speaking here. Yep, yep. He must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anybody serves me, the Father will honor him.
1: And this is kind of like that rich man type of thing. Exactly. You know? If you'll and and that's and that's another thing if we're talking about like the prosperity preachers out mm-hmm. there, you know, that that guy that you know, just how was it worded? Cause I know I'm, I'm going to butcher it. If do you know where that verse is off the top of your head, which one the, uh, you know, pick up your cross and follow me.
0: I do not know that verse off. I know.
1: I know where, I, I mean, I know it, I know the context, I know what you mean, but yeah. I don't know exactly. I'm really bad about that. I really need to start like strengthening myself to know more of where it is. Yeah. Uh, that is a downfall of mine. Same. Um, but, work on that but together. yeah, to, to be able to, you know, take your cross and follow me and leave all of your worldly goods behind, you know, yep. the Louis Vuitton is far more important, apparently <laughs> for some of those people. So that's, that's kind of in the context, you know, the, the father will honor you, you know, you, will, yeah, you will, uh, you will have those treasures stored up in heaven. Matthew
0: so, 16, 24 to 26. I just looked that up. Take up your cross and follow Jesus.
1: Do you have Um, that handy? Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, It's from Bible Hub.
1: Bible Hub?
0: Bible Hub. Um, Let's go with the ESV. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me.
1: Right. And we as as Christians, as people, as an altogether collective, have trouble with going ourselves. That is... That is a single sin that I think that's pretty common probably for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially like when you get somewhere. Yeah. Like say you started from nothing and you've made it yourself all the way to the top. Yep. Um, you have this wealth and whatnot. And let's just, for the sake of the argument, let's just say you are a Christian. Yeah. Even at that point, it is difficult. Not impossible, but yep. it is difficult. And that's where that, you know... It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God because that is the trouble that you're going to have. You are going to have that trouble having to put yourself aside for Mm -hmm. the sake of Christ. And I don't want to say that people don't love Christ because that's not the case. Yeah, But it is an extremely hard thing to do to forego what you have because as humans, we are... We know what's tangible. Yeah. That's why belief is so powerful. That's why faith in itself is so powerful because you are, you're buying an idea. Yeah. You're buying something that's not tangible. You can't touch faith. You just have to know that it's there. And and that's why the idea of faith is so powerful is because it's not something we can see, touch, feel. Our senses are null and void when it comes to that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the closest thing we know about what heaven looks like is whatever we can imagine from a worldly perspective. Yeah. You know, but think about it there. We might be able to taste
0: colors. You don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> there is actually a uh, taste, but, taste music. I mean, we don't know, but there, that, there, there is actually a condition called synesthesia. Um, and what it what it is, is it's your brain is mixing up signals yeah um, you that that are colors. involved with senses. And so there are some people that will say that tastes yellow, that tastes blue, or they will see a color like, uh, like your screen over there. You see the blue on there. When they look at that, they'll be like, um, you know, that, that, that looks blueberry or something because they're literally tasting blueberry because they're seeing that blue color there. Wow. That's it's called synesthesia. Look it up. It's weird. Yeah. That's... Um, But this John, I made that reference. Not even I
1: was just like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This
0: John twelve twenty six really, in in a sense, is kind of saying, be like a good dog, or like be like a good sheep, you know. And because he says, uh, if anybody serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there will my servant be also. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're out, if you're if you're a good dog. And, you know, your, your master is who you are serving at all times, you know, go get me this, you know, when you shoot, when you shoot a bird, that dog's going to run over there, grab that bird carefully and bring it back to you, you know, and wherever you're walking around, this dog is always following you because he is a good servant, you know, and the dog is just like the happiest thing in the world for him is to always be with you. His every, um, you know, that's that's why dogs are much better servants than cats because, you know, when you get home, um, just petting your dog just makes that dog's day. And in a sense, we should kind of be like that with God. You know, when God, you know, um, wherever God is, it's like, you know. That's why reading the Bible. We're going to go do it, too, because that's where we are. We are following him.
1: Right. And that's why reading the Bible should just be a given for us as Christians just to be like that's that's how we can get closer to God yeah. that's how we can be standing at the door when God gets home you know exactly <laughs> that, that is that is a, a, a perspective that you can take on this is what that looks like and like I said for us as humans some of these things aren't tangible all we can mm-hmm. give is good examples of what we think it'll be like or what yeah. we assume it is like yeah that is all we have and so I'm not gonna say anyone's right or anyone's wrong in this but what we have is in Scripture the different, um, the different, again, coffee words, um,
0: examples, examples, there you go. Different
1: examples of what that looks like. And it's not all from one person, you know, you have examples from Timothy, you have examples from Luke, you have examples from Matthew, Mark, they're all over and they're all kind of pointing to that same thing. You know, this is how you get closer to God and servitude is one of those ways.
0: Yep. And so um, John fifteen fifteen is an interesting example because it kind of blurs the lines a little bit. It does. It's, it's a very interesting image. He says, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father. I have made known to you. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's saying and that really
1: goes back to what is a friend, you know, exactly. We've, we've talked about that. many Exactly. Times.
0: So he's not saying that you're not a servant anymore. You are still a servant, but he's saying, I'm not calling you a servant anymore you're because more you're more than that. Yeah. You're a friend now. And, um, I'm going to give some interesting examples that like, you know, culturally, a lot of people might not really care for, but there's still good examples from this. And, um, if you look at, uh, um, you know, the war between the states, there was a lot of Southerners, actually not a lot of Southerners, there's a couple of Southerners who um, brought their slaves with them, you know, into war, into battle. And um, because, you know, the slave was their servant, that's who their master was. And so they'd go with them. And, um, you know, when you do something like that, when you spend that much time together, there's a relationship that just happens and it's not, it. it's not anymore a, a master slave relationship. It's a, it's a friendly relationship, you know? And there's a lot of times where, you know, these slaves would, you know, um, their master would give them so much. And like whenever, uh, um, um, after the war, you know, the, the slaves are freed and all that jazz. Um, there's a lot of masters that you know were not necessarily disgruntled at all because they're like you know my my slaves were so good to me and i was right. so good to them that i am happy to give them you know a their freedom and b you know a lot of worldly goods that i got you know i would give it to them and they would still even after you know slavery was gone they would still have a, a good relationship just because they had so much more than that. They were no longer necessarily slaves. Right. they were friends you know and uh, that's exactly what we have with God. He says, no longer do I call you servants um, because I've told you everything that we're doing. Right. We now we now know what's going on. You are still a servant, but I'm gonna call you a friend because you you're more that you know right um and so that's 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 really cool um john 15:20 remember the words that i said to you a servant is not greater than his master if they persecuted me they will also persecute you if they kept my word they will also keep yours um and so here when he says a servant is not greater um is not greater than his master. That's important to remember because nobody's going to treat you better than they treated God, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, if if you're God's servant, keep
1: in mind he died on a cross.
0: But God had to die or God was, you know, nailed on a cross or God was persecuted and you're his servant, Then you've got that coming towards you, too. So just remember how several of the apostles died. Exactly. Exactly. um,
1: They didn't have it easy. Yeah, not at all. I mean, Paul, I mean, how many years did he? we don't even I don't I don't think it's actually I don't think anyone has ever really gotten to the bottom of how long he actually spent in prison. We really don't Mm -hmm. know. But we can we can say it was probably, uh, you know, around half his life. as An adult. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Because they started coming for, you know, those servants after yep. they after they were finished with Christ, because it wasn't enough just to take that. Yep. They had to take every every um, person involved with him. Yeah, and that's where it was. You know, that verse alone rings true when you go and look at that.
0: Exactly. Um, and exactly. it's very powerful. And so that's just something to keep in mind for all you Christians out there. You know, if you are actually a Christian, then. Don't expect to have just, you know, the most perfect and sunshiny life. You know, you will have joy for sure. That's one of the fruits of the spirit. Happiness is not a fruit of the spirit. No, joy is not happiness. And you can be the most unhappy guy in the world, but still have a lasting joy. Okay, Paul was in prison for a good chunk of his life and treated terribly. He still had the joy of the spirit. You can see it in his letters. He was not happy. He was not enjoying his life, but he was still joyful in Christ, you know? And so God's like, hey, they persecuted me. Get ready They're going to go and persecute you because you follow me, you know?
1: There is a really good book. I, I, I don't know who wrote it. Uh, I have it in the bookshelf in the other room. Uh, that I I read many years ago, and I'm going to be honest, I I I remember very little about the book. I should probably go read it again. Yeah, but one thing I pulled from this, and I I pulled this, I, I, this book was something that was given to me by my aunt Deanne during my separation and divorce, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't know at the time she was also struggling in her own family life, mm-hmm. and so that was her way of hey, this has helped me here. I hope it helps you. Yeah, and she just sent me the book. Uh, no, I like she sent me the book without having that conversation. I, uh-huh. I didn't find out, I didn't put pieces of that puzzle together until years later. Um, that that's why she sent it to me, but the book is called the sacred marriage mm-hmm. and it really is, you know, a, a view of what marriage should look like, um, in the, in the words of Christ in, yeah. in the form of what that should appear like yeah. as the life of Christ, you know, and he makes one point in there and it is the one point that has stuck with me for years. Is if you and your wife are, or husband, if it's the other way, but yeah, um, if you and your spouse put it that way, are both serving Christ together, you will be happy. Yeah, that is happy. And he says that happiness is nowhere in in that. Is happiness a thing? You're going to go through that process of sanctification. That is that is our burden to bear.
0: Yeah,
1: but if we're serving Christ, we will find that happiness and. And there's truth to that. You know, if, yep. if you and your partner are serving Christ, that will bring you happiness. Yeah. Is it always going to be happy in rainbows and sunshine? No, but you will be collectively happy. That's for sure.
0: That's for sure. Um, Acts 430. Um, this is just like strengthening the idea that Jesus was indeed a servant. While you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Um, so that's just, that's just like a specific place in the Bible where it says, here's Jesus, he's your God. He's also he's a servant. servant. <laughs> oh! Interesting. We're told to emulate Jesus, so we should be servants too. Um, Romans 15.8 says, For I tell you that Christ became a servant, again, like we were saying before, to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to conform, uh, confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. Oh, that is so deep. That is incredibly deep. <laughs> when I read we, we that, I was time. Like, this is one. We yeah, can't we break don't, We don't down. have time to break that one apart, but...
1: we it, It'll it'll come up again. Yeah. That, that yeah. is actually something that I thought about. Yeah. That, that, that's a lot um, yeah. to, to break down, and we could have a whole podcast on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 9.19, we have, I believe, already read that. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more to them. So think about it, you know, if you are a servant to everybody, and it, you're basically practicing what you preach, right? you know, if you're a Christian, and you're not a servant of any kind, then who's going to follow that? Because right. you're like, you're, you, you you say that God's a servant, and yet, you know, you act pridefully, and you don't do any acts of servitude or anything. So it's like, right. you know, maybe false advertising or false labeling or something. (laughs) I don't know. It's just a misrepresentation of what you say you believe. Um, And so uh, anyway. um, So, yeah, he says, I made myself a servant to all that. I might win more for uh, more of them. So, yeah, if you serve others, it's a lot. He's here to win them over. To the love of Jesus Christ because you're showing it to them. Mm-hmm. Firsthand. Yeah. You know. Titus one says a Paul, uh, says Is Paul, Paul a that? servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of faith, of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with good with godliness. Um Pull that
1: up. There's more to that, and I, I did not that was actually one. That was one that I put in there this morning, and I totally that's missed okay. context we can, there.
0: We can look into this and figure. It there's out. some pre
1: and post context there that's going to be really
0: good. So, obviously, Titus is a book from Paul, and it's a letter to Titus. And I am talking and flipping, flipping because I. I I don't think is good when I'm talking, which is incredibly annoying because that's when you should be thinking, <laughs> um, like about what so you're saying I, I you say and when you say it. Just give me a second here. I'll, yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Titus one one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those itty bitty little books that you you blink. You, and yeah,
1: and if you it. yeah, keep your eyes open.
0: There you are. In this Bible, it's one in the duck commander in faith. the duck commander faith and family bible new king james version ah 186 that's so close philemon titus and philemon which means titus must be immediately before it and it's literally right before it you could fit this whole book on a single page, but because of the title, it's on a page and about a sixth.
1: <laughs> so it's not a couple sentences on the next one.
0: <laughs> Please forgive me because I did not find it so quickly, but in my defense, um, so Titus 1.1 says um, uh, the title is The Epistle of Paul, The Apostle to Titus. Greeting, okay, one Paul, a bond servant of God, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promises before time began, but has in due time manifested his word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandment of God our Saviour, to Titus, a true son in our common faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. That's quite a greeting. Um, so this is actually what we were saying before, you know how they'll use servant in one version but something else in the other. Well, in this He's one, this bond is servant. bond servant. Which, that's different from servant. A bond servant is, that's like slave. That's what that means, is slave. A bond servant is somebody who cannot unservant. <laughs> You know, that is a servant for life. You know, they have they have um, put, you know, put the the nail in your ear as it were. That's that, you know, I I think back in early like Hebrew days, if you became a servant or a bond servant of somebody permanently, then uh, or, or you gave your life to somebody's servitude, which happened a lot back then, believe it or not. So I have um, the definition pulled up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you, would, you would have them drive a nail through your ear to kind of show, I have been marked. I am now your servant. You know, it's kind of like branding a cow, honestly, which sounds terrible. Um, but that is your brand to show that you are that man's slave right um continue what were you saying uh, a bond servant is quite literally a slave um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the the
1: the definition here is a person bound in service without wages a slave there you go so yeah so bond servant that is you know it's a lot
0: stronger than just servant yeah and and that
1: that speaks uh a little bit of volumes to what is being said there
0: and so this is this is just showing that you know hey jesus was a servant Paul is a servant also right. of God and an apostle of, and if you look at Paul's life just the <laughs> the crud that Paul went through for the faith that's bond servant right there. Yeah,
1: there there's a reason that uh, there's a reason that God brought him out of what he was doing And we
0: are called else. to be like Paul we're like you know if we need to if we need to die for the faith you know hey we're called to do that as yeah. Christians okay so like you know this is not outside the realm of something that could be going on in your life you know paul was paul was out there well i don't know May if it comes to it you know you could be called to die for christ paul was like you know he was like the missionary of missionaries he was always in Areas where if they didn't like what you said, then they might just kill you. I don't know, especially if you're, you know, preaching, preaching God's word. So right. he was put in prison for God and he was executed for God. So I'm not sure that everybody's called to do that necessarily like Paul, but right. some people might, you know, and Paul was not like, you know, he wasn't somebody that would be like, you know, okay, so I'm in prison. That's really bad. I'm trying to get out of prison. As soon as he gets out of prison, he's like, "Yay, you know, I'm gonna go back home, live a good life, and you know, write letters to people." Paul's like, "No, I'm gonna be a prisoner for God, so I'll just stay in prison. You know, if they let me out, then I'll go talk to somebody that would probably put me into prison. Yeah, you I'm know, to continue doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had he had no qualms with dying for Christ. That right. was his lot in life, and he knew that um so anyway that's just an example of christian servitude and
1: i uh we we actually made it through all of that
0: yeah and so. paul was a good servant to everybody he was a slave to his people think about it think about what you're doing there you know you might be god's servant and slave in what paul did but he is dying for god yes for god mm-hmm. but he's also dying for to bring people to the faith so that when they die, they can be with God for everlasting. So he was dying for other people's salvation. He was very Christ-like in this sense right. in that he is dying to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. And, you know, um, that 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 is a good reflection of Jesus Christ right there and a good image of what a bond servant, a slave of Christ, a servant of God is because Jesus did it too. So. Well, Stuart, would you like to
1: pray us out here? I would love
0: to pray us out here. All right, let's pray. Great Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for all the blessings that you give us. We thank you for the happiness that you give us in life, and we thank you for the long-lasting joy that we have in our life, knowing that you are our God, you are great, and um, one day we will, we will uh, be living eternally with you with you in heaven we are actually with you right now Lord living eternally because you are with us but Lord we thank you so much for that we thank you for um, we thank you for our faith and for our salvation and we pray Lord that you would put it in our hearts to be a good servant to serve you more and more and by serving you serve others and all those around us to be a good servant Um. And uh, it is really odd the way you have it set up, God, because in order to be great, we've got to be little. In order to, in order to get, get further in your kingdom, as it were, we need to be less in ourselves. And in order to be a great leader, we need to be a great servant or slave. Um, and so, uh, we pray Lord that you would put that in our hearts, uh, to be slaves of God for you are a good master. And we love that. We want to be your slave. We want to be your servant, but Lord, you also, you call us more than that. You call us friend. And even more than that, you call us son. And even more than that, you call us your bride, lord this is just an incredible relationship and um we just thank you so much for it so lord please put it in our hearts to be servants give us servants hearts and i pray that we would learn more and more from your word uh, so that we can understand how to do that better and we pray that you would be with us this day we thank you for giving us this morning that we could do this podcast and that it worked out so splendidly and we have good coffee to drink that is truly a blessing and so we pray that you would be with our listeners and be with us this day. It is in Christ's holy and precious name that we come before you and pray.
1: Amen. Amen. And with
0: that, adios. adios.